"'Twas the night before Christmas. Not even a week. Not a creature was stirring, except for four geeks. Season's greetings, everyone, and welcome to a very Christmassy Geeks Crossing. I'm Matt. I'm Eric. I'm Nick. And I'm Keith. And today, we're here to discuss all of our favorite Christmas memories, Christmas uh, annual traditions, particularly in the film variety, our Christmas movies, because nothing quite makes the holiday season like cozying up in the snow and watching uh, an annual tradition Christmas movie, right? So that's what we're going to share today is just kind of talk about that, maybe talk about all sorts of other fun Christmassy stuff. But we're all in the spirit, I think, to some extent, and uh, kind of just eager to share with one another and with you guys about our favorite holiday traditions, all right? So out of all the Christmas movies, well, actually, let me ask you guys one thing. Every Christmas, is there one movie that you have to watch? Like, it's December. I have to watch this movie every year. The Grinch. Elf. Oh, The Grinch is an amazing one. Yeah, I was going to say Elf as well. Elf, all the way. <laughs> really? I'm the only one with a different movie choice. Now, which Grinch? I'm guessing Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. No, the new one. <laughs> Freaking uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> you mean the one with Doctor Strange? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I haven't seen that movie. Don't don't waste your time. Yeah. It's the people who made Minions. So, it's, it's cutely animated, but mediocre you don't actually have the grinch in that one it's more like uh, just an angry grandfather <laughs> like a gr- the and grump because <laughs> <laughs> he's not really grinchy he's not evil he's just like man i need my morning coffee and that's like the whole movie is just he's just you know uh hashtag relatable it's always amazing though watching like the grinch and then growing up and being like whoa we're the same <laughs> Yeah, it's like Squidward syndrome, right? When you grow up, you're like Squidward's the grumpy neighbor, and then yes. you grow up and you're like, no, I am Squidward. Squidward, I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward, I'm Squidward. <laughs> you either die the hero, yeah. or, you're, uh, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, you die a who, or you live long enough to see yourself become a Grinch. <laughs> I'm not defending the movie, but I think the whole purpose why that movie was created just because people were so pissed off with the Jim Carrey version that they decided to make a more faithful adaptation. Except I think it turned people away because it was too kid friendly. But truth be told, I love the Jim Carrey version. Yeah, to be like, who hates on? The- was, yeah, I was gonna say, who actually doesn't like the Jim Carrey version? If anybody here is watching and doesn't like the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch, like, okay, goodbye. then I guess goodbye because I'm not really a big fan. Why? Why? I Why? find that movie so annoying. Granted, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm sure if I rewatched it, I would like it. But how is it annoying? I, I you know, I just Jim Carrey hamming it up in the mountains. Just it's so stupid. <laughs> but then again, I, 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 you know, it has been a while. Again, I, I will preface. But it's Jim Carrey, my dude. I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. What, what, I mean, he's okay. He's pretty good. But I won't love something just because he's in it. No, I absolutely agree. It's just that, like, the acting and just the comedy in it. He did amazing. Plus, it's truly one of those things where as you get older, like, you totally, like, the self-loathing, the, uh, I gotta <laughs> make room for myself to go. Just everything that happens. It's such an amazing movie. <laughs> All right. I'll try to rewatch it then before Christmas this year. And I'll let you guys know. I love the scene where he gets nominated as, what, Holiday Cheermiser. Yep. But when they gave him the shaver, the same one they gave him as a kid, he goes on a rampage. <laughs> this is not pudding. Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> My dad can quote that whole movie word for word. It's the best. The mayor proposes to his girlfriend and gives her a new car, and the Grinch scratches it. Yo, that mayor was an ass. He really was. Who Lives Matter. <laughs> But that's kind of what I don't like about the movie, because I feel like with The Grinch, the classic Dr. Seuss story, it's supposed to be, you know, 
nobody's really the bad guy. And I feel like with Jim Carrey's version, it was sort of trying to make it seem like, no, the Grinch isn't the bad guy. The Who's are the bad guys. But you have to take a step back. The Grinch was never the bad guy. It's not supposed to be about bad guys. It's supposed to be just like find the true meaning of Christmas. And then I I didn't like how like the Who's were all just jerks. (laughs) Like, that's not, I don't know. It's just a little mean spirit. Like, everyone's just so mean and jerky in that movie. But again, I do have to see it again. This might sound like I'm guessing, but they probably want to give the Who's more of a personality because when you look at the book and the original TV movie, they felt like very one-dimensional. Like, they were very happy. They were very Mm. cheerful. And yeah, I get what you're saying, Matt. Nobody was actually the villain. The Who's were just naturally cheerful. So I get it. They try to give him more of a personality, but the mean spirit in nature did turn people yeah, away. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Because I don't know. I I see the Who's. They're supposed to all be like all friendly and singing around the tree and appreciating the tree. And then I, you know, you just have like like you said, like just that asshole corrupt mayor. Just it's, it's weird. Regardless, those changes why I love the movie so much because of the dialogue, how it's presented, <laughs> but pretty much all the antics by Jim Carrey is what makes this movie for me. Damn, I have to rewatch it now. We know what we're going to watch on Friday night. <laughs> um, so let me ask now about uh, Elf. I mean, we I think we all kind of love Elf here, right? Yeah. I think that that honestly might be the most popular Christmas movie in the country, in like the world. I actually can agree with that. And you have to watch, there's a show called, um, it's like the movies that made us. Oh, yeah. The shows that made us, the yeah. shows that made us. And they did a Christmas version. And it's the Christmas movies that made us. And to everybody, to the audience, to you guys, I highly recommend watching it. And one of it is like The Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a couple of other ones, but Elf is one of the main ones. And I watched that and it blows my mind how in 2003, how many people were against the idea of Elf and how many things that they had to do to get around. You know that for like all of the scenes with Will Ferrell, just about, there's no CGI. Yeah. Seeing him sitting next to those people, just an optical illusion. And it's crazy how they did everything you have to watch. Everybody was against the movie, like everybody. And they had such a small budget and they had to this, that. It, it's it's a crazy movie and it almost didn't happen multiple, multiple times. I heard they had to shut down the Lincoln's Tunnel while <laughs> filming this movie. I don't know if they, they shut it down. I'm pretty sure it was just that they, they actually had the camera crew walking down, like just normal, like this scene where you see Will Ferrell, like elf buddy, whatever, running through Times Square and he runs up to the guy. He's like, Santa! And he's just a guy in the red suit, the red jumper. Like, that's just a random guy. They were just shoot, shooting in New York City. They literally took a camera crew, went into New York City with Will Ferrell and shot. And at the time, people didn't actually think Will Ferrell was anything great. So when they told them that they got him for the movie, they were like, oh, this is going to fail. Yeah. Like, it, Will Ferrell, the guy from Saturday Night Live, like, oh, no way. How did it do box office-wise? It did fantastic. Uh, you can only imagine them, what they're raking in now with with uh, distribution sales. Please. Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking that they'd make more of their money because of how wide, like popular it yeah. is now. I was wondering mm-hmm. if it was still popular then, like when it initially launched. Well, it's crazy because right before they launched it, they almost they again watch the movie, see, find out all this stuff for yourself. But they almost didn't launch it. Finally, like when it seemed everything was going to go through, the studio they were working with was like oh yeah we don't like the ending anymore we're gonna change it and they switched it and it it did awful in like the first re-release showing that they did then it seemed like they were just gonna cancel it all together then whatever something else happened and they backed the ending that we all know and love wow i didn't know that i'm very curious what was the original ending well the original ending is the one that we saw 
but the one that they switched it to was I think it was like it ends with Santa just flying off after the movie. There's no like what happens after. There's nothing. It just ends with. Oh wow! I'm Santa glad they did not off. do that. And yeah, they put a couple more things, but it's just crazy of how improvised that movie was. Just about every scene is shot from in the same building, from the office room to the house scenes to the the again like multiple spots around the uh, the office is all in one building it's actually a um psych ward on i think it might be in long island really yep not to mention that movie is yeah, very cool where, where everyone's got quotes from yeah. it you know hey buddy want to pick some strawberries not now or <laughs> puppets bye buddy hope you find your dad yes <laughs> yes nightmare before christmas do you watch it in halloween or christmas more i usually do halloween more with that one yeah uh, but i do think it's fair that it's either i think it's kind of both and i think it's more than fair some people say no it's definitely christmas not halloween or it's definitely halloween not christmas i don't see that argument i you know it it, it fits both but i always think of it more as halloween okay Sorry, I'm just still thinking <laughs> about Elf. That scene when he goes to Gimbal's, which is long when I have business yeah. as of the making of this episode. <laughs> what is this place? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it yeah. isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling is my favorite. We'll make work, uh, yeah, your, work favorite. Is your favorite. All right, all right. <laughs> 10 a.m. tomorrow, Santa Claus is coming to Santa! Oh my god! Oh gosh, I just want to watch that movie now. I haven't watched it yet this season. God, I can go on forever <laughs> with these quotes. So at the point where we are right now, I was going to actually talk about uh, this as a renaissance math this month. I don't know if I'm going to now, just for time constraint. But... The Rankin Bass Christmas movies, you know, like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty, Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, right? What are our thoughts on those? You guys see those every year? I haven't seen them in ages. I can't remember the last time I watched Frosty or Rudolph. Like, ugh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, those are like the genre makers from like the the sixties and seventies. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Why weren't you an elf bracket? <laughs> I want to yes. be a dentist. You know, it's very weird in the Rudolph movie. The guy who just says, yeah. like, "Why weren't you at elf practice?" In one scene, like when the elves are getting ready for choir, he has that deep masculine voice, and then all of a sudden, he has that very uh, high pitched voice. He's like, "Okay, let's get started. It's for Santa." And nobody brings that up. It just I always right wondered that nowhere. as a kid. I was like, was this like a mistake? And then the more I thought about it, I realized it's supposed to be that he's a huge, like, overbearing jerk to the elves. And then when he's in front of Santa, <laughs> he's a kiss ass. He's like, oh, all right, guys, let's go. And then when, when he's alone with the elves, he's like, why weren't you an elf? The intersection was weak. <laughs> Yeah, but that was weird. That always tripped me up as a kid, too. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I honestly think my favorite Rankin-Bass movie is probably Year Without a Santa Claus. That's, like, iconic. You got Mrs. Claus. You got Heat Miser and Snow Miser. <laughs> Literally, oh, I, oh, such I a good movie. I can't say that I've seen it since I was had to be in the single-digit age. Wow. Man, yeah. that's nuts. That movie's a staple in my house. Out of all the Rankin Bass movies, that's the one I watched the least. It's not that it was bad, it's just that I don't know, it didn't really impact. That makes me sense if you think about ones. the other famous ones. You got the the origin story of Santa, you got Rudolph and Frosty, which of course are legends. And then that that uh Year Without a Santa Claus is kinda like very original, right? It's like sort of its own idea. 
so it might not be as attractive to people who are just looking for a, a nice little Christmas movie. All right. Uh, well, those are kind of the heavy hitters, right? Rudolph Frosty, uh, Elf, the Grinch. Uh, anybody want to touch up on any ones, any other Christmas movies maybe that we haven't discussed yet or um, that they really like or maybe that they don't like? <laughs> Does Die Hard count as a Christmas movie? I've never Absolutely. seen it, so I can't say. What? Well, you're seeing it this Tuesday. <laughs> All right. I need to see Die Hard again to make sure I really classify yeah, it as a same. Christmas movie. Same thing goes for Gremlins. They take place during Christmas, and Christmas is a big theme in them. Yes, right. they are. I think it's time we switch gears and, and talk about oh. Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone's another huge, uh, huge Christmas movie. Absolutely. Granted, not all the movies take place during Christmas. The third one no, doesn't. But people but... really only care about the first two. I feel like. What can I say about the first yeah. one? It's iconic. I have to see that movie. That's another one I haven't seen in a long time. I don't care about Home Alone. Yeah. Innate. I like the second one, but I won't go out of my way if it's on TV to watch it. Okay. Unless if it's like the last thing that I could possibly like that's on TV, I won't be like, oh boy, Home Alone. Like, nah. <laughs> Good movie, but I just don't particularly like it. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think conceptually, the first one's better, but in terms of humor, the second one's better, especially <laughs> when you get to the pranks. Because when you look at the pranks in the first movie, stepping on a nail or glass ornaments, slipping on ice or whatever, those seem realistic. But then the second one, it's more yeah, cartoon. He smashes the dude's head with a damn brick. He should have been dead. <laughs> he throws like four bricks from a yeah. roof and he's still living. Like, no way. When they were in the toy store, Marv, he jumps on that little lever or something and there he goes flying 35 feet in the air and then yeah, crash lives. lands on a car. He gets up like it's nothing. They also get like their hands set on fire when they're climbing down the rope and like they, I'm pretty sure, fall at least like a story high and like don't break any part of their bodies. Marv yeah. gets electrocuted. Harry's head gets on fire again, and he pours his head into a toilet full of gasoline. That kid should be in juvie for for what he's done to it, though. What a sociopath. Well, that's why there's a whole, like, conspiracy theory that he's the Saw dude in the Saw franchise. No way, really? That's an interesting theory. It would make sense with all the torture that he likes to inflict on people. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're burglars, but, like, they're not, like killers. They're, not- they're just burglars. Like, they're gonna just come be idiots, dopey, probably take some jewelry, like... I don't know if that's worth being set ablaze. <laughs> this may sound like I'm just speculating or something, but I feel like when you look at both of those movies, yeah, the second movie does feel like a carbon copy, but it tries to compensate by adding more humor, which does work to a certain degree. I don't know. I still love those two movies. The third one, I didn't watch as much. Yeah. I don't know what ha- what happens in the third. I really forget. Well, unlike the first two movies, Home Alone 3 focuses on a new kid. And it doesn't take place during Christmas, oddly enough. Hmm. So that kind of diminishes the Home Alone series being, you know, a holiday film series. Ah, uh, that's why I've never seen it. I would never watch it unless if it's someone other than Kevin. And no, family doesn't go on vacation or anything. No, the mom continuously left the kid home alone while she goes at work. And then apparently one of his toys has like a little microchip that... Oh, I remember that movie... Bird. Yeah, he had a bird and a dog, I think. Cracker? Yeah, so basically, the kid's toy had a microchip that these burglars are trying to find. So they keep on trying to break into his house so they can get that chip. Yeah, I've never seen that. You're honestly not missing much. Yeah, no, if it's, if it's it. anyone other than Kevin, I'm not watching that. Then the fourth movie, which as of the making of this episode, I haven't seen yet, but I heard it's god-awful. They actually tried bringing Kevin back. Oh, is it Macaulay Culkin still? No, it was a different kid. Oh. Then it's not Kevin. It's not Kevin because not only does the kid look younger, but 
it also kind of contradicts the first two movies a bit because one noticeable factor is that the McAllisters have three kids instead of five. Mm. Yeah, they only focus on Kevin, Buzz, and Megan. They don't have the other two kids. It was oh, almost like a reboot, per se. They also treat it like it's a continuation, as if the last two films happened already. You know what that yeah. just reminded me of? National Lampoon's Vacation, Christmas Vacation, and European Vacation. Uh. The kids always change. But that's another one of my favorite Christmas movies is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas I've Vacation. Always, I need to it's see that fantastic. movie. Yeah, so like, I don't think I've ever actually seen that. And that's, that's like a, a legendary one. That and, uh, and um, uh, mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen that either. Oh, love It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my I, God. I have mixed feelings about it. Really? It's not like a comedy or anything. It's really just a feel-good movie. Like, oh, like this is yeah. the movie of Christmas. So, needless to say, it's very different slapped. from National Lampoon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The only opinion that I have against it is that how they wasted, you know, the whole plot line of him all wishing he was never born. They waited till the last half hour of the movie. Oh, I, I feel that. I mean, I get it. Exposition and shit. I don't know. It kind of did drag on a bit for me. Still a great movie, but I just wish, you know, the whole idea of, oh, wishing you were never born. Like, I thought that was more focused on. Yeah. Rather than just waiting until the last more than half of the movie. For viewers at home who are over the age of 21, fun drinking game. Every time Matt says, I haven't seen that in a Geeks Crossing podcast, take a shot. Because I'm, I'm really realizing how much I say that. <laughs> I would love to do a drinking episode with all of us and oh asking my. Matt questions on what he hasn't seen. That would become a really bad. <laughs> yeah. That would be bad. You would, would be. Die. We would be uh, having liver poisoning within the half hour. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle and I are dear friends, so I wouldn't <laughs> care. <laughs> Got it. Uh, that's pretty much our most famous Christmas movies, I think. You can let us know in the Discord if there's any that you think we should have touched upon that you really like. Um, but what about some Christmas movies that we don't like? That was something I wanted the to talk Santa about. Claus the Santa Claus trilogy, I believe, right? There's three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't go out of my way. It's not that I don't like it. Yeah, it's just that I, I will never that. go out of my way to watch Listen, I like Tim Allen. I think he's pretty funny. But I those movies are just... I, I can't get into them. They're so cringy. I just don't like how they execute it. All right, granted, the first two movies, they're okay. The third one shouldn't have existed. Oh, yeah. Was that the escape clause or was that two? That was the third one. <laughs> Where Jack Frost shows up, yeah. Oh my gosh. For the record, I couldn't take Martin Short seriously in that film. <laughs> was was he Jack Frost? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't say they're bad movies, but like Matt said, they're very cringy. But if I had to rank them, three would definitely be the worst. First one would be in the middle for me, and second would be the best. Only because Toy Santa, he was what made the movie for me. Mm. <laughs> well, granted, I watched those movies recently, so... Now I have a clear understanding of what happens. Gotcha. Any other Christmas movies that you guys really just don't like? Well, I don't. You, I, off the top of my head, I really can't think of any that I actively no. it would it would be on and be like, oh, turn this off. I hate this movie. I'm gonna ask you a question. I haven't seen these in a while, but which one do you like better, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, Christmas, or The Great Pumpkin? Uh yeah, Christmas is the most feel-good. It has to be Christmas. The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown it just ends with Linus, haha, you wasted the whole movie, you're an idiot. You're <laughs> like, you literally, the whole <laughs> plot is just, li- like, Linus? everything falls apart for Linus. He's he's wrong, and everyone mocks him. Uh, Thanksgiving is a little bit better, but 
still, it's more or less Peppermint Patty like makes a fool of Snoopy and Charlie Brown and calls them out on their bullcrap Thanksgiving feast. And then she's just like, yeah, sorry. Christmas, come on. That's like the most wholesome one. You got Charlie okay. Brown struggling with his, you know, to fit in, to kind of make, do something right. He gets this measly little tree. And then Linus is like, no, but because we're, this is the true meaning of Christmas. They all sing around the tree. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, everyone has a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah. For the most part, I see a lot. Yeah. Well, because that really gets, it literally says, like, we have a little ornament that is Linus. And he tells you what the the true meaning of Christmas is, like, straight up. 100% agree with you guys. It's the best one out of the Peanuts movies. Oh. At least holiday specials. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I could go on all day about the 2015 Peanuts movie. I freaking love that movie. Can't say I've seen that. Oh, beautiful. It's fantastic. Because I, I was always such a big Peanuts fan, so I got a kick out of that movie. Oddly enough, it's on Disney+. It is. Plus. It is, because Disney owns 20th Century Fox, which owns Blue Sky Animation, which made that movie. <laughs> oh, underrated Christmas movie. I haven't seen this one since it came out, but there was this little movie years ago. I don't even know if you guys have ever heard of it, called Arthur Christmas. I've oh. heard of it, but I haven't Gosh, seen it. Who was in that? Yeah. It was the people who made... Uh, Wallace and Gromit, Sony, who made like Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs, yeah, all of them, and they made this movie about Santa's son who like wants to take over the business, and it's like a really good movie. I really liked it. Well, actually, he has two sons. Yes. in that movie. One is more qualified, like he's next in line to be the next Santa Claus, while the other one's so happy and cheerful. He's more passionate about Christmas, I yeah. should say. Until during that movie, Santa forgets to deliver a gift, so Arthur makes his duty to deliver that said gift. Yeah. Without his family knowing. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. And as you can imagine, many shenanigans, many twists and turns, but eventually he gets the job done. I haven't seen it, I don't think, since it came out, and I just remember loving it so much. I, I wish there was some. I wish it was on some platform or something. Somebody who owns this movie, put it on a streaming service or something so I can watch it. See, underrated Christmas movie. Have any of you guys ever heard of Unaccompanied Minors? Unaccompanied Minors? No, I've yeah. never heard of that. Sounds interesting. Imagine Breakfast Club, but a more kid-friendly version. Okay. Except it takes place during Christmas, and all the kids are stuck in an airport on Christmas oh. Eve, trying to get home oh, to their families. Cute. That's a cute concept. Well, at least kids no, it's alone okay. in an airport. The only noticeable actors in that movie are Tyler James Williams from Everybody Hates Chris, and Louis Black plays the owner of the airport, and he's the one that tries to you know trap the kids, make sure they're not getting in trouble. Naturally, they disobey his orders. Basically, Louis Black is what makes the movie for me. Like, his mannerisms. <laughs> like I said, it's very kid-friendly, but it has a certain charm to it. So, it's a movie I could see myself watching, not every Christmas, but if I see it on HBO or whatever, then I'll give it a watch. Yeah. I don't know. Keith, Nick, do you guys have an underrated Christmas movie? Or? Not that I could think of. I mean, I just like so many Christmas movies. You know what movie we okay. failed to acknowledge at all for Christmas? Polar Express. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Nick. I almost forgot about that movie. I'm a little iffy with I it. I haven't seen it okay. in a very long time. Why the hell does Tom Hanks play everybody? He he's the narrator. He's the boy's father. He's the conductor. He's the hobo. He's Santa Claus. He's half <laughs> They the got cast. Tom Hanks, and they were just like, well, dang, we have Tom Hanks. Let's just not hire anyone else. This <laughs> Let's is save amazing. the money. Let's show him off. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's just confusing, but also humorous. <laughs> but yeah, good movie. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but, you know, has a certain charm to it. 
It's very wholesome, especially for some the parts. That doesn't get on the Polar Express that makes him pull yeah, the, really? the lever to stop the train is evil. He's the bad character. In my nose, Nick. Um, if you actually pay attention to the movie, because I actually watched it the other day, when he sings like Christmas comes around or something, he says Santa doesn't come around, meaning that he either gets coal for Christmas or implying that he gets coal for Christmas. Oh, that's that's a good point. Santa exists in that movie, like it confirmed, and we meet him. And the kid literally says, "Yeah, Santa doesn't come, <laughs> so yeah. he must be naughty." Implying that he gets coal. <laughs> He must be like, naughty, or maybe Santa just comes and drops off the gifts, and he just has, like, dirtbag parents or something, and they take it and, like, sell it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, in the movie, he's wearing, like, kind of baggy clothes. His parents can't get him anything, but, like, <laughs> Santa's there. Like, he just doesn't give you gifts because you're naughty. Yeah. So, I just found that rather interesting when we were watching that. Yeah. Granted. The naughtiest kid I can think of is that kid that sounds like Mandark from Dexter's Laboratory. But is he bad? He's just obnoxious. He just knows everything. He's a know-it-all, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he's the closest to a bad kid we have to this movie. I don't think there's actually a villain in that movie. Correct me if I'm wrong. The only thing I wanted to point out, though, with that movie, though, the ending is kind of amazing. Oh, when he gets the bell from Santa, but only those who believe in him can hear the bell ring. That was a great ending, yeah. Oh, man. I don't. I can't even think of any other Christmas movies that I, you know. Well, here's a question for all of you: Have any of you seen the latest Lego Star Wars Christmas Dang, special? No, I haven't, and I'm meaning to watch it. Matt, if you yeah. haven't seen it, right after we record this podcast, go watch it. It's amazing. I know, Keith, Nick, you guys saw it too, right? Yeah, uh, I, I did. <laughs> and yes, I love the Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Matt, you're gonna be such a fun drinking game to be like, "What haven't you seen?" Never have I ever seen a movie. Dude, I'm the king of never have I ever. I'll, I'll, I'll best you. <laughs> the Lego Stars Holiday Special, it's amazing because how much they try to tie in with the actual film series. Like, even though it's obviously not canon, I kind of like how they try to new direction. Like, you know, Ray's teaching Finn how to be a, a Jedi. That's fine and good, but uh, does Chewbacca's grandpa appear or no? Because then yeah. uh, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the original Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> so the original one was actually decent. It was decent? Be, okay, be quiet, okay? I, I know, I it's just legendarily awful. I've never well, seen well, it. I, I know, but... I know. But I really like the Boba Fett in there, you know? Okay. <laughs> I love the scene in the special where Dark Sidious keeps reminding Vader, this is for throwing me into the reactor. I never threw you into a reactor. Not yet. And then when the moment came, he was like falling to his doom. He got like the best... What was it? The world's greatest boss mug. And he's like, huh, what am I doing? Like, he's reflecting on his life decisions. <laughs> God. I just I'm like because not... it's literally all memes. Then yeah. when uh, all the Obi-Wans get together. Oh, I don't want to watch the movie now. All the characters from the prequels and I think the original series, like, and even the sequels, they're all in the big battle royale. Oh my gosh. I need to see this movie now. Don't tell me how the battle royale ends. It's interesting because this will probably be the only time you see Ray's uh, yellow lightsaber. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> really kind of gets me annoyed. I feel like she should have built it in the uh, final one. Yeah. Like at least used it or something. Well, we'll see when Star Wars Episode Ten comes out, which it inevitably will. Is it really going to happen? Because I thought Episode Nine was advertised to be the final Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, Star Wars Episode. Saga. The final of the Skywalker saga. So Disney left the door open so they could be like, all right, now it's time for a new saga. 
we should probably save all of this when we eventually talk about Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So I definitely have to watch the Lego. God, I have a big list of movies I have to watch before next uh, next week. That uh, that being said, I guess we should start wrapping up the end of the episode. No pun intended. Christmas wrapping. Har, har, har. By uh, just talking about the season of gift giving, right? And the greatest gift that you could get is the gift of Anchor, our sponsor. That's true. The gift of making your own podcast easily for free with no minimum listenership uh, reaching out to all the podcasting platforms in the world. Anchor has got you covered. It may not be able to fit in your stocking, but it is certainly a gift to invest in this holiday season for all you aspiring podcasters out there. Uh, and speaking of gifts, right? You guys ever have a gift that just stood out to you, either good or bad, um, you. from from the past years, where you're just you. like, yeah, that is that is an iconic gift. <laughs> you. Aw. You are the greatest gift that I've ever had. I don't want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> There is just one thing I need. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tell us in the Discord if you want to hear us uh, do a Christmas album. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Eric. Your poor ears. Just letting you guys know, I am a very terrible singer, so you're better off listening to either Matt, Keith, or Nick singing. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty garbage. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I think I'm better than Cardi B, though. So, <laughs> is that a very high bar? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should maybe we should move on instead of, instead of dissing celebrities for now. So so yeah, I don't. The most iconic gift that you've ever gotten, the one that always stands out in your, or or just one that stands out in your brain. Christmas 2002. What did you get? Star Wars. You got Every Star Wars. Star Wars. I you were given the whole Star Wars franchise. And Disney bought it from you whole complete set by my father because he's a toy collector that's amazing i got that r2 that is actually right now in our uh picture if you look right behind uh, the uh, map there i got that r2 best christmas wow you were you were a young lad it was only 2002 yep i remember when i was little i always every year without fail asked for the lego star wars death star and i never got it oh but but that was like oh that was like the coolest thing ever back in the day right Okay. Keith, I have a question for you. Yeah. What Lego set back in the day came with a like special Yoda? I don't remember. I uh, feel I, like it might have been the... I, I don't remember. Could, could, probably like the original Dagobah set or something like that. Yeah, because one of our, uh, my friend uh, got it. Ryan. And he was like boasting about getting uh, the special Yoda. And then my other friend threw it on top of a <laughs> ceiling bar and lost it forever. Oh. oh man nick what's the best or worst gift you've you've received i guess you can tie it in together as best and worst was my xbox 360 oh best because it introduced me to this lifestyle that i truly love worst because it's so addicting yeah i was gonna say because it introduced you to this lifestyle (laughs) so addicting but it was just one of the best gifts i opened up ever nice Nice. What about you, uh, Eric? Honestly, Nick stole my gift. <laughs> I was about to say my Xbox 360 because this was at a time where I was finally getting invested with Microsoft, and it introduced me to like you know community-based games. So I think I got my 360 back around middle school. 
So whatever Christmas year that was, helped me became the gamer I am now, more open to just different genres instead of being conditioned, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. that's good. Other than that, the only other gifts I could think of are Pokemon cards and I think the iPhone 6, was it? It was one of the new iPhones that I got somewhere around that time. Nice. Like my like Pokemon Christmases, where I got the new toys that came out three weeks before they came out, or all the, the first edition Pokemon cards I got back in the day. What Some is everyone way. asking for this Christmas? Wait, 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 wait. But Matt, what, what was your Oh, yeah, 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 Matt. No, no, it's fine. Nick wants to just skip over me. You know? <laughs> 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 just... Yeah, you know what? Screw you, Matt. Hey, hey, hey. Don't diss Matt. He's the glue that puts us all together. He is the one that makes this podcast a podcast. Without me, it would be just a cast. But anyway, what is my favorite gift that I received for Christmas? Uh, I mean, I guess the, the fair answer the to say, because it's Christmas, is salvation, right? Jesus was born on Christmas. Anyway, uh, if we're talking palpable... <laughs> One year, actually, this is this is one of my more embarrassing memories. Early high school, I think I got. It was, actually no, because it was just around the time I was getting into like politics and history. I got a 3D puzzle of the Capitol building, and for the next four hours, that that was my Christmas day. I just made that puzzle, <laughs> and it was in my room for a very long time. And I only just got rid of it like last year. <laughs> wow! When I was cleaning house, literally cleaned out the House of Representatives, but. <laughs> But yeah, that was probably the most endearing gift to me that I was like, oh, I love this so much. I'm actually going to, you know, make it right now, build it right now. But I've received a lot of great gifts over the years. That happened to me one Christmas too, was the third gift I opened up was the Escape from Furnace series book. It was the the final book in the, what, five-part series. Mm. And I was so excited to get that. I didn't open up the rest of my presents. I just started reading the book. And I think I was on chapter like five. And my parents were like, dude, like everybody's done. Open up your gifts. And I was like, no, I'm finishing this book. And I, I did. I, I think I finished that book that day. That was me back in the day with the Diary of Wimpy Kid book. I would always get the new one that would come out on Christmas. And yeah. then after we were done opening presents, I'd run up to my room and read it. You guys are such book nerds. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. I read. I know the English lexicon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big reader. So, Nick, you were saying before? Uh, what are you all asking for for Christmas this year? Well, I could be generic and just say money, but what I'm really hoping for is that everybody's safe and sound. That's all I care about because mm-hmm. we're still in a pandemic, sadly. I wish nothing but the best for all of us. Yeah. And this is just coming out to you guys. I mean, to everybody who's listening to this podcast. I asked for just a lot of generic collectibles and stuff. Notably, this is the first year I've been into Lord of the Rings, so I asked for like a butt ton of Lord of the Rings stuff. (laughs) Yeah, all sorts of little figurines and books and statues. Wow. You know, Keith and Nick, you guys go next. What are you guys hoping to get this year? I asked for an iPad with the Apple Pencil. it's, It's lovely. I use one all the time. Yeah, you kind of inspired me when all those D&D sessions, I see you whipping out your uh, nice, thick iPad <laughs> nice save. with your girth pencil, and it's just, oh, I want it Come so on, bad, come on, this know? is a Christmas episode. <laughs> what I'm describing in detail is pencil, and yeah. like, how you want to perceive those words is up to you. Um, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's solid. I, I would definitely recommend that one uh, for you. Yeah. Keith, what about you? What are you hoping for? Jeep parts, I suppose. Nice. I don't know. Happiness. I don't want to be depressed anymore. I have all I need for Christmas right here on this recording session. And although, you know, I could use some money. <laughs> <laughs> 
Money's also a nice substitute. Money is a great substitute. I'll leave my Venmo in the description below <laughs> for all of those who really love me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right, viewers. Geeks Crossing Christmas Challenge as we wrap up. I'm going to put my credit card number in the Discord. Whoever gets me the nicest <laughs> gift on it wins. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not going to happen. But, um, okay, yes. All right, we will start wrapping up now. What's our closing sentiments tonight? Merry Christmas, everyone, and to all Ooh. a good night. Happy holidays, everybody. I hope you're all staying safe and well. Be sure to follow our Instagram page at Geeks Crossing, join our Discord server, and look us up on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxer Day. Merry Geekmas. <laughs>